Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You're listening to Brazilian Banter, the ITV World Cup podcast, and I've got Tom and Dom with me. Hello. From Hello. the uh, famous Bantam's Banter podcast uh, about Bradford City, and here we are in Bradford, recording in, a, in, the, in the Sparrow. Yeah, the beer cafe. Which is a beer cafe. Uh, it's not a pub. It's not a pub. Well, it actually is a pub, really. We're in a, we're in a cellar. It is yeah. it's a dank and dingy cellar in Yorkshire, and beer is spelt B-I-E-R. So <laughs> and it's so damp, we're almost really drowning. Appallingly pretentious. <laughs> which, which you wouldn't really, wouldn't really associate with Bradford being pretentious, actually. It'd just be a, a, a pub, or you spell beer how it should be. But anyway, we're here. It is lovely. It is, it lovely. is a very nice place. They've gone for the muted neutrals in the decor. Of course, the, yeah. And the classic ye oldie 60s furniture. No, is this the first place in Bradford that serves uh, food and a plank of wood? Because that's does that come from the south, no, or is that coming down? Is that come down to well, we haven't very late? we haven't got porcelain yet. It's, it's just <laughs> we've always had wood. We haven't got crockery. <laughs> crockery, no. I mean, there's an alternative. <laughs> what is an alternative? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had some material. nice food and a plank of wood. Uh, French cheese mainly. Yeah. It was. Blue, blue cheese, we green, t- we and a pickle. They put a red pickle yeah, on there, a wrinkly old red pickle, and I thought, well, that can't be a hot one. Like, you wouldn't put a hot pickle down there, would you? No. <laughs> Blew my brains out. We were planning to record about half an hour ago, but I've only just got the use of my eyes back. <laughs> well, we're going to take you to the market. There's a market up there that does, that does food, but um, Dom, Dom said we shouldn't really bring it in here. Have you been like Ross Kemp on gang? <laughs> <laughs> Ross Kemp on markets in Bradford. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> but we're here. We are here. We were given the lift. Uh, Simon Aristine, producer, and I were picked up from Leeds Station by uh, Thomas' dad, who we were told looked like Jasper Carrot and doesn't no, he at does, all. He does. Doesn't in any just... way resemble Jasper no, he, Carrot. He, but he does, though. He does. It's ginger and bald. Vis- well. Visually, <laughs> you know, in his demeanour, not in his accent. Sure He's it. the most Bradford of Bradford people that's ever come from Bradford. <laughs> but he looks like Heisenberg. The game, it does look like. Listen, well, I've seen two people today who have modelled themselves on <laughs> the lead character from Breaking Bad. <laughs> the goatee and the little pork pie. It's fashionable. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Alan didn't have a pork pie hat on in the car, did he? Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom's dad's called Alan, which caused a lot of confusion in the car on the way over. Because yeah. every question that Simon directed at me, he answered. <laughs> of course he did. He'd have been nervous. He just jumped in. He jumped in. He answered them fully, even though he didn't understand them. Alan, how's the, how's the latest series of Jonathan Creek going? Yeah, really well. <laughs> How was QI last week? Oh, I don't know. I taped it. <laughs> Bless him. It is a favour, isn't it? Jasper did as a favour. And no matter what you say, it will always be Jasper Carrot in my eyes. He, he drove us past Ellen Road. Um, we went past Ellen Road. <laughs> talked about Bradford Park Avenue. Right, yeah. Filling in the time until we saw Valley Parade on the horizon. So we had a nice tour. <laughs> did you tour get any words in at this point? Well, I didn't need to. I was enjoying, very much enjoying the tour. We went oh, round past the IMAX in, in uh, Bradford and the, uh, the Media Museum. Well done, got it right, yeah. And uh, we've had a lovely day. Oh, Some food off a wooden board. <laughs> And we've managed to do five minutes of podcasting without talking about the World Cup, which is going to please ITV. <laughs> <laughs> this is what ITV want to know about us. Yeah, they do, they do. My dad. <laughs> now, there have been two matches this week. What? Um, two? Yes, yeah, semi-finals. The semi-finals. And one of them was Brazil against Germany. And when there was what can only be described as a catastrophic and seismic shift in Brazil's perception of itself as a footballing superpower. It definitely moved. 
they, they conceded three goals in 179 seconds, which is almost impossible to do. I do remember my brother playing for the Cubs team once, and they lost 36-0. <laughs> what, how long was the game? The game? 90 minutes. <laughs> I don't think it was 90. Jeez. But that's the only time I've seen the ball going in the net with that sort of regularity. <laughs> you know, when you kick off and you immediately lose it, the other team runs towards your goal, and they, the ball goes in the net. And then you go back to the centre circle, and it's re- repeated yeah, over and over. over, and over right? It's quite that's hard how to, that game went. It's hard to play football in a neckerchief and a toggle, <laughs> <laughs> and, school- and a green jumper what would the be <laughs> and, and school, school shoes school trousers and school shoes <laughs> my brother was in goal and every time the other team had a shot he would try and avoid it because he saved one early on and it hurt, hurt. so much the ball I think I know why they lost 36-0 but that's it that's the sort of play that was going on there was a lot of praise for Germany and rightly so because they did play very very well but what was going on with Brazil Brazil were horrible I mean every, literally every goal David Luiz were at fault somewhere along the line. He were atrocious. And you bear in mind he's just been sold for £50 million. Pound. It's, it's even, incredible, isn't it? It's even, he was I couldn't understand it. They got the first goals from a corner. Muller pulled away un, unnoticed. Yeah. I like stopped. I thought, is he offside? Is, has something happened? This is their most dangerous strike. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they've just left him. Yeah. You, you want to mark him. <laughs> yeah. He's got a knack of yeah. turning up and scoring. He's very he cool scores, in front scores. of goal. Side-footed it quite casually, actually. And that was then 1-0 up. Yeah. And that, then they didn't play after that, Brazil. No, that's it. It, it, the, the, it went down the pan. The well, they might as well have all been taken off the pitch and just left Julio Cesar on the pitch, who was playing much like your brother did in the, yeah, in the, in the Cubs Championships. I the way of the ball in the Cubs. I love the title of the did, Cubs he Championships. He picked up his game in the second half, didn't he, Julio? Mm, kind of. Sort he saved of. a couple. He saved Ozzles, which I find... He had a go. He had a go, bless him. <laughs> but why were they so bad? Why, I don't know. I don't know. They just, they, suddenly the sky fell in. They didn't have the referee on their, on their side as they had done in the Croatia game when Fred died for a pen that they gave. They the built it up as well, like the, the whole Neymar shirt, holding the Neymar shirt, Julio Cesar and at the start in the... In well, the, the national anthem, the national anthem yeah. builds it up like they're going to be playing like Spartans and but, then they were rubbish. And like we said before, we actually said they can't lose, they, they can't possibly lose. It's like the, the pressure on them and then they did 7-1. It just all went horribly wrong. With Colombia, you felt like the crowd were pushing them into every tackle and roaring them on, and the Colombians were intimidated or didn't believe they could win somehow. But the Germans were never going to have that problem of being intimidated or somehow letting their emotions get the better of them. They're incredibly focused and organised. I've never seen a team... just continue to play simple but they didn't take their foot off the gas no. they didn't start showboating no one was hitting curlers from 30 yards or doing any back healing or anything they just kept passing it and passing it towards the Brazilian goal and having a shot that was how they and it worked it was, it worked. it's exactly like the, the old like, German machinery thing they, they worked like a perfect machine it was like from the back pass pass through goal. Yeah, and no one's trying any... Vo- when, when the Netherlands beat Spain 5-1, in the second half, it started to get a bit fantasy yeah, football. Bit silly, People were detonating volleys from outside the area and nearly breaking the crossbar. <laughs> yeah. and Robin ran through on his own and beat three men and smashed it in. There was none of that. Yeah. It was just, hey, you have it. are you in a better position than me? You would appear to be. Even Kadira scored. But that's more frustrating than anything, for the neutral, for, the, for me, anyway. It, the- oh, it was a brilliant game, but... You, you couldn't fault, really, you'd be hard pushed to fault any German decision on the ball in the oh, 90 no. minutes. It was perfect. Every single pass choice they made was the right choice. Yeah, because each, play, each player could distribute it so well. Each player seemed to have the head screwed on. As soon as they got the ball, it was like, right, he's marked, boom, it's over to Ozil. Oh, what? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> knew when to make a supporting run. Everyone knew when the supporting run was being made. Yeah. I just thought, it was, I was, there's, a, there's some, a footage of Wayne Gretzky, you know, the all-time great ice hockey player. Yeah. The greatest of all time. And they showed uh, 
footage of Gretzky in various positions on the rink and when it came to the moment he was going to release the ball they'd pause it and they'd go to ice hockey coaches and they'd say who should he pass it to and they would say him or him you know? and then they'd run the footage and every time he made the right choice he just made the right call the right decision made, found the right solution as Fabregas would always say when he was, yeah. <laughs> when he was at Arsenal and that was what the Germans did they just made the right call they, they seemed to be intuitive with one another they knew what everyone was doing but they, this is the same German team that was tied up by Algeria, that struggled to, in the game against the USA. They had a really hard time with France, even though France didn't offer much, only 1-1-0. I, I think, can't I think see the, them doing this in the final. They found Brazil out, didn't they? I think the, the, the goals went in quick, if you realise. The first four goals went in so quick, and obviously they found Brazil out straight after that. And then they, just, they had no need to panic or force goals from long distance, and they carried on playing the game. The only well, real, like, remote cock-up were Ozil. Ozil not making it eight with a one-on-one. Yeah, it, it was through. a good save, to be fair, but it got through, didn't it? And it was yeah. the only one not to, you know, live up to the finish or the pass or whatever. That was the one where uh, the Daily Mail ran a headline saying, along the lines of, Ozil fails to shine in yeah. German. That's not the story. It's something in the Mail Sports Department is a Tottenham Oxford season ticket holder. Yeah, Ozil's crap. Oh, in Germany, one seven one. I don't know if everyone noticed that. The whole time I was watching Ozil, he didn't touch it all that many the main, times. The main thing about this that we need to focus on is, Ozil. is Ozil's. He only made one assist <laughs> and but fifty-eight accurate passes. Germany scored four goals within the twenty-minute period. So from the twenty-third minute to the twenty-ninth minute, they scored four. Which yeah, is yeah. astounding. Probably that must be the worst period between 20 and 30 anyone's ever had. Probably, I had to yeah. pull up an obscure statistic there. <laughs> but between the 20 minutes and the true? 30 minutes. Yeah. I can remember Robbie Fowler scoring a hat-trick against Arsenal at Anfield in four minutes. Between 20 and 30, though? Well, I don't know if it was exactly... Yeah, come on, we're being specific here. Right? But they got three and four minutes, and I've never seen anything like that in my life. Was that until really? the other night? Yeah. It, 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 I also felt like Brazil were kind of wasting their space in the semis. I felt a bit like... Another team could have been there trying a lot harder. They didn't see, they want, they want, I think they were trying. I think they were just I don't completely think they were trying. Not to like out. I'd to have seen Colombia there. Yeah, they? I'd have loved to. That's what I'm saying. Colombia had, had really gone for well, it. Well, do you think that that's the greatest game we've seen in World Cup history? No, it's not a great game. It was just an oddity. Like a curio. It's the sort of it thing you put in the corner of a museum. Do you remember <laughs> this weird day? <laughs> when the Brazilians played as if they couldn't see or hear. It did feel like a dream, didn't it? It, it really, really did. It was an absolute nightmare. My mate, roommate, and, 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 and you're all right. He went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to drink someone. I'm by myself. I need to, <laughs> I need to <laughs> talk to someone about it. Is this happening? It. Yeah, is this happening? And I'm like, yeah, I'm by myself too. I imagine a lot of people were by themselves witnessing, thinking, I need to drink someone and talk to someone about it. I think there must have been a few QPR fans who maybe woke up and thought, hang on a minute, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Who are, who are we playing away to? <laughs> Isn't that Crystal Palace? We're winning <laughs> Losing What was that kit they had on? on I know It was, it was hoops wasn't it But I mean I didn't think German well, QPR was... away Yeah it, but is, is, that, is that the same Is it the same make is it, is What do you mean You think they've recycled yeah. Some old QPR yeah. kit do, yeah. do we know for sure <laughs> They've just put Deutschland football <laughs> yeah. bund on Stuck it up Over the ours uh, Lotto <laughs> I went back in my mind's eye there Lotto Sponsor QPR Well done Adidas is Germany Lotto well The well Italian uh, Boot maker Excellent boots they make Not that I'm angling for a pair But I am actually angling for a pair I'd love a, a pair of yellow ones. Astro turf Size, size yeah, 11 Yellow, yellow Lotto 10, and a, 10, 10 and a half 10 and a half Don. Send both or send one back uh, Bernard Or uh, Bernard Bernard Who replaced Neymar As in not now Bernard Yeah as in not now Bernard One of the all time classic Classics of children's literature Which I've yeah. read 900 classic. times In the last four years And you could apply it to the game Bernard's the smallest Brazilian all you need is you, get, you need to get Bernard and Hulk together and then half it 
Well, Hulk crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean in actual physical presence, of course, yeah. But it was, it, I, I thought it was rubbish in terms of, it was, apparently, the build they were up all is, rubbish. His replacement for Neymar. Well, None of them Oscar? did anything. Oscar? He, no, Oscar did not contribute. They no, couldn't didn't. keep the ball, and then they Pally seemed completely rubbish. unable to challenge a German player when they possessed They'd forgotten. When the other team's in possession, you have to go over there and make a nuisance of yourself in the hope they'll give it away. But if you watch them pass it to their mate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They will, his, this mate will then pass it to another one of his mates. You cannot watch this. You admit- must go and interfere with it. <laughs> You've Otherwise, got they will tackle. thrash you. Tackle. You've got to go and at least do something about it. Shout at them, at least. Boom! <laughs> 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 do something yeah. about it. Make your presence felt. Do something about it. You cannot watch it. No, they will can't. pass it around you. It was frustrating. The amount of side-footed finishes into the corner of the goal. I'm sorry, Ella, just turn around. What does that beer glass say? Bernard. Um, is this actually happening? Alan's not got his specs on. It's not that I'm weird. I'm in a parallel. I can, I can read that. No, but we're talking about Bernard. It's staring at me in the face. Yeah, well, it's a make of beer. It just happens to be the same well, name. The, the one they called Ronaldinho, there's, is there? No. Also, so what are the chances? There isn't a make of beer called Ronaldinho. <laughs> That's so weird. I really believe in stuff like I that. I think. Do you like? Do you like Derek Acora? Yes, I do. <laughs> but Brazil's goal ruined the game for me. Well, it ruined the game for Manuel Neuer. Oh, I thought yeah. he was going to have a coronary about that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Peter Schmeichel would have been impressed by how furious about that. It's the 90th minute. You're seven nil up. <laughs> Calm down, Manuel. I know. It's all right. I can't it's even like, call you Manuel. You know where Manuel is yeah, from? Forty like hours. Oh, Manuel. It was like a charity girl. Yeah, oh, well, go on, go, go on, on, man. man. Go on, then. Have a shot. Well, Murtasaka was on by then. He came on at half time. It was his fault. It's a trying <laughs> it was Tim. And he put his arm up for an offside as Oscar ran through. <laughs> yeah. I thought he'd been at Arsenal too long, that boy. <laughs> yes, classic. <laughs> Just had his arm up on the halfway line. Classic per. Hum, I think it was, no, it wasn't Hummels because he'd gone off. And anyway, one of them, I think maybe it was Hummels, was going back with Oscar. He cut inside, beat him, smashed it past Neuer. Best goal of the game, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well individual done. Individual brilliance. <laughs> you left it until it's too late to make a difference. It's very, very un-German to beat a man and shoot. No, you should have passed it no, now. Pass it into the net. I've got something solid for you anyway. If you combine, Manuel if you combine Manuel and Neuer if you combine those two words yeah. you get Moyer and Moyer in German is Wall Wall right. Moyer Wall see ITV are going to be sat in their offices now going when they podcasted against Arsenal they didn't do any of this stuff what's all this Joe Law the, Law I, the ITV lying. offices are empty don't worry about that yeah they're all in Brazil living it up <laughs> I know, yeah. Of, they're trying to get a lot of refunds and a lot of hotel rooms. <laughs> what they've done is they've left us here. They have, yeah. Where ITV is contingency in, in Britain. <laughs> it's all right, lads. We're holding firm. Don't worry. So, yeah, um, wall. That's one for the... Uh... We watched the... Uh, now, it was BBC, of course, covering Brazil, Germany. And so there was a, a, a BBC panel on show. Rio Ferdinand continuing to have a good tournament. Being sort of quite enthusiastic, yeah, very reasonably eloquent. Whilst Shearer and Hansen what got in? into, there's some argument yeah. brewing that can only be terminated by Hansen retiring and leaving the, <laughs> the world of punditry, because Hansen wanted to talk about Brazil being abnormally Rubbish. hopeless. I yeah. mean, really catastrophically hopeless. The absolute fundamentals of what to do when you haven't got the ball were ignored by all eleven of their players. And yet Shearer decided it was because of the utter brilliance of Germany. 
seems to me that... You're getting quite upset by it and passionate about it, aren't you? Handsome as One of them is serious. But it's brilliant football. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. The passing and movement. It's kind of, and it's, you're thinking, hang on a minute. You shouldn't be talking now, Alan. It's the other Alan's <laughs> yeah, turn. Yeah. And they only get 20 seconds each. <laughs> and he wants to focus on the fact that Brazil seem to have lost it. They should have got them in an office before it and said, look, Alan's... It's a mixture. Alan's. It's not that they were hope, that hopeless and it's not that they were that good. Somewhere in between would be brilliant for TV. Yeah, just because uh, one of you used no. to be a defender yeah. and the other one used to be a striker. Doesn't and mean Alan you have to Shearer. argue for the merits of those positions no, no, for the rest of time. What a miserable sod Alan Shearer is. You'd never know that he'd experienced any type of football. It's just like they found someone on a bench in Brazil and gone, have you ever seen footy? You look English. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Hansen said for one of the girls, he counted 24 mistakes in the Brazilian team. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching the girls, just counting the mistakes. Just counting the mistakes. one. Oh, shouldn't have done that. Or that. He Alan, shouldn't have done that. We are paying you to be in Brazil, enjoy the World Cup. Don't be sat there tallying up mistakes. <laughs> well, they did seem a bit down. I mean, Simon Aristine, producer, did point out that Lineker in particular looked quite physically upset that Brazil had it lost. It is, yeah. It looked absolutely uh, gutted. And, the, and the, obviously they've got a bit of history with the Germans losing to a, a semi-final to them in 1990. Who knows what it is? Shearer too, losing a semi, a semi on pens in 96. The pair, the pair of them could not tolerate the German success. <laughs> no. They wanted Brazil to beat them 4-0. Do you know what would have been brilliant is if Alan Hansen had put his arm around Gary, Lick- Gary Lineker until the camera had just gone, have a word, have a word with him. <laughs> <laughs> Allah to Bobby Robson about Gaza. Thank you for clearing that up. See what I couldn't do there was as you you did the perfect mime. Mime, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really convey that to the listener. I'm so used to not being on TV. Is there a listener? (laughs) As Don puts his hand on Thomas' shoulder. I think we might be welcoming listeners back because since Chris Froome fell off his bike, we're thinking that the Tour de France podcast will be tumbling down the charts. Welcome back. And we've got a chance. Push the, we're in, this is the battle of the ITV podcast, listener. This is of interest to no one except us. <laughs> <laughs> we're so bitter. God damn us. Now, the following night, uh, the Netherlands played Argentina in an altogether more... Ser- this was a bit like the Sorry. grown-ups playing. Yeah, this yeah. was suddenly... You've gone from... There's the party out on the street. You've gone down into a basement and there's some illegal card game going on. And you've got to get out of that to get to the World Cup. Final. And it's got <laughs> nothing to do with football... You've got, like an to, adventure. you've got to, you've got to know all the signs, all the ticks, who the patsy is. Get out of some horrible game of poker, and then you'll get into the World Cup final. And but, ne- the Netherlands never came out of that place. No, they did. Well, no. they were, both teams were playing like none of them wanted to be there. They didn't like, No, you play Germany. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Mate. You go. They're both trying to lose, but look like they're winning. It That's reminded me of those fixtures between Liverpool and Chelsea in the in the mid thousands, whatever that decade's called, the noughties. When they would play one another in the Champions League semi-finals and no one wanted the ball. Yeah. No one wanted yeah. to try and score. No one wanted to risk venturing into the opposition's final third for fear of a breakaway goal. And the goalless duel was inevitable. It was Benitez against Mourinho. And neither team, Messi did not touch the ball in no. two hours in the opposition penalty area. I'm not making this up. He actually didn't touch the ball. <laughs> the world's best, perhaps the greatest striker of all time, 300 goals for Barcelona, whatever it is, didn't touch the ball in a semi-final of the World Cup. He didn't even try to get in the box. He was playing as a holding midfielder for most of the game. But that's because he's also their manager. They've got a manager there who is clearly just a mannequin. with some type of Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. He's clearly just some guy. <laughs> I, love that, I love that stat. He's just there... <laughs> 
It's like they've hired an yeah. extra. Right, you're chat. playing the manager, but really, <laughs> it's the guy, this guy here, this short guy, stood in the middle of the pitch. He's the manager, so just do whatever he says. And he stands there, and he does dictate to his other players, like, no, you've done that wrong. You go over there. Very quietly, though. Which is it. what Maradona used to do, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the aura of Maradona somehow in the centre of the field. He's really quite, like, coy, I think. Quite, do you, do you quite know what, shy. Do you know what Messi's really? like? It's like when, the, like when I was at school, a puppeteer used to come and they'd stand and they'd do a chat for five minutes. But really, you wanted to see them get the puppet out of the box. You want not bother about the puppeteer. Yeah, exactly. So Messi is the puppet. He's the only guy we want to see. But Argentina, they do a bit of playing around and that pretend they're not bothered about Messi. But then as soon as that's what you want to see, you want to see Messi do really well. It was the crocodile, Nigel de Jong. Your references are getting more bizarre and more <laughs> ununderstandable. I'm supposed he tried to, to take him out. No, what I'm saying is, Nigel, he tried to take him out of Dion. I'm supposed to be the guy who understands that. you. And I don't understand you. I'm just alarmed by the Yorkshire education <laughs> system. <laughs> Punch and Judy. What was he teaching the puppeteer? Well, you know what I mean? Punch and Judy. What I think it was Christian ethics. Was <laughs> there was a moment in the game where Arjen Robin had the ball. Did he? When? He got into the... Uh, um, Argentinian penalty area with three men around him beat all three stayed on his feet none of them touched him they know That's all the, the tricks right? yeah. in this card game Avoided. in this poker game no one's going to give you an inch no one's going to brush a feather against the sock of Arjen Robin and allow him to fall <laughs> over and get a penalty <laughs> to get them through so no one does that no one does what Marquez did when the Mexico game puts a foot out yeah. and allows him to feel it and go they don't the three of them avoided him I mean in, in a way that was a miracle and that showed how expert they were yeah. that all three of them managed to surround Robin in the area and none of them touched him <laughs> but psychologically that's incredible that's Robin. skill in the defender to go no nope, yeah. didn't touch you we're going to get didn't close enough to not touch you no. <laughs> oh no whoa and then he got to the byline and then they thought actually we might have to do something at which point Mascherano came oh in what a tackle that and one. made one of about 108 perfect tackles tackle of the top but there was a huge that. thing between the pundits um, when Mascherano got knocked out and they said he shouldn't be allowed on the pitch look at his facial expression he shouldn't be allowed back on and then he comes back on and plays outstanding yeah you? brilliant you were alright he's unbelievable yeah made some great tackles absolutely superb defender but that's, he sort of summed up in a, in a tournament where you wanted to know it's a shame about Di Maria and it was a shame that Aguero's only on the bench. But my feeling is for Argentina to win and not to scrap to penalties and keep the fingers crossed, but to win against Germany, they need Di Maria and they need Aguero's yeah, dying. Exactly. Oh, yeah, totally. Because otherwise Messi's going to play as a holding midfielder and they're going to play the whole game in yeah. the centre of the pitch. They I need can, to get forward and try and score. I can't see any other result other than Germany winning this World Cup. I want to really see, see both teams go not for it enough. because I don't, uh, it would absolutely ruin the World Cup mm. if the finalists battled out a nil-nil. And then it finished off. Doesn't penalties. it feel like 1990 when they got through and played at the worst final yeah, in memory? Yeah, one yeah. And two Argentinians were sent off, and it was they didn't have Kanidia because he'd been banned, and it was dire. I think Germany though are way too good for it to have a boring final. I really think they are. I don't think. I think. I think we could, we could witness actually the biggest scoring final. I don't. No way do I think Argentina are good enough. I to, think you're getting a bit carried away. No way. No. Well, there's been Brazil seven one. I'm getting carried away. No, no, no but, but they think also, about the previous game. Yeah, exactly. I'll when they it. thought when they will do that to you, if you give them all day and loads of room, they will come. All right, we'll get six goals and go that way. But if they can't, then they will adopt you know some other sort of approach to the game. Which will be much more conservative, not taking any chances. We'll have to nick one and get through this fixture a different way. They now this phrase, the buzz phrase everyone uses is game management. The game management, so good. The game management. But Argentina defend a lot better than Brazil did that night against Germany. No, yeah, Tiago Silva. They've, got, they've, got, some great, they've got some great defenders. They're going to be viewing the videos now of that Brazil game and G Germany's previous games and and work out a way, which but it didn't look like Brazil did. We need a German goal early 
to get Argentina out and to get Messi trying to play in the opposition yeah. half <laughs> and to get them trying to score. Otherwise, you can see this turning into an awful goalless dirge. I hope it don't. I really I just, hope it don't. I can't like Messi. You can't Sorry, like I him. can't like uh, There's just something. I watch him play and I think, what a cocky sod. It's like me and Manuel Neuer. Similar feelings. I can't, you can't get it. And we on this. <laughs> Messi, at the moment, has been part of a team that's got through each game doing whatever it's taken to get through each game. But when you get to the final, are they going to still be so pragmatic in their approach? Or is this it now? This is Messi now going, right, now this is the final. This is where I'm going to make my mark in football history. When I'm going to show you. If you think about Maradona, if you think he played in an era where people kick lumps out of you every game, yeah. if he played in the current Barcelona team or the Barcelona team of, say, 2008 to 2012, that team, where it coincided with the Spanish national team dominating, with Maradona in there, with no one allowed to tackle you unless they get a yellow card, how many goals would he got? It'd be a lot better than Messi, I tell you right now. I, couldn't, I watched Messi and I couldn't imagine Maradona playing for two hours in that semi final not doing something to change mm. the stalemate. Yeah. Crazy, wasn't it? it because was so, Mar- so surreal. Maradona was the type of player who, if the rest of the team around him were failing, he could pull something out of the bag. Totally. When they when they won the World Cup, he scored two two against England, two against Belgium, set up a goal in the final, ran the whole show for Argentina. Do you think there's a lot of expectation? Well, obviously there's a lot of expectation on Messi, but in terms of teammates as well. I mean, you don't you don't always see him passing it to Messi, but when he gets it, if you watch the teammates. They kind of just relax a bit. They sit back thinking he's well, going to pull a pass out here. And that, that's detrimental, really, isn't it? He was coming from quite deep and dribbling and carrying the ball into an orange wall a lot. Of yeah, time. yeah. Because that's how I mean, Holland were playing. They, they played to stop Messi playing. Like, Vlaar was on Messi Oh, you've got time. to mention on Vlaar how good, how well he played against last night. Was but if Louis van Gaal is a genius for putting on Tim Krul to face the Costa Rican penalties, how much of a genius is he to send Ron Vlaar up to take the first kick? Well, he's not, is he? He absolutely <laughs> cocked it up. Why wouldn't he, he put Hundler on? He brought Hundler on his extra time, Well, I thought he's going to take the first penalty. Well, I mean, our esteemed producer says that supposedly two of the Dutch players refused to take the first pen. Van Gaal has, has said this. But not named who they are. So it wouldn't be Hunt the water. So it was always going to be the centre back, someone like that, one of those people who is going to say, "All right, I'll do it." And therefore, Vlaar had his first shot on goal in his <laughs> professional <laughs> career. Yeah, in all his life. And he caught it. He did catch it, but he put it in exactly that bit of the goal where the goalkeeper can get to. Yeah, yeah, and just watch it. Like whether the goalkeeper stops it and laughs because he can't believe that, that an opposition player from 12 yards has made it so easy. He didn't even have to stretch his arms out. No, That's going to hit him square yeah. in the chest. He could wear a bulletproof vest and just save and it. Just but <laughs> the, Dutch, the Dutch goalkeeper as well. I, I don't think I've ever seen a goalkeeper look so poor facing a penalty. Well, he's never saved one, has he, apparently? He his, whole, like, his whole career! Yeah, his whole career has never saved a penalty. Career. And he just looked like a rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. I mean, I know he's got his hands to a few, but they were the ones that he should have saved. He should have had a strong hand, hand behind them because they weren't difficult. You can't help thinking Tim Krul would have saved one or two of those penalties. They couldn't bring him on, could no, they? No, they used no, no, their subs. Course, yeah. So, but again, you know, on the flip side of that, Van Gaal had a brilliant tactical sub in the, last, in the previous game. And this one, he actually cocked it up for him, didn't he, what really? What did you make of, of, of Tim, Tim Krul's antics? I thought he should have had a yellow card and told to stand on his line and shut up. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, Whatever happened to ungentlemanly conduct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it would have been. It would be. If that was Arsenal playing Manchester United in the Community Shield final, <laughs> <laughs> what? could you be a better final than that? I'm trying to think of a final Arsenal been in. All right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> what about last year? Anyway. Um, yeah. 
That, what, what would you would you not want to see your keeper doing that? Will you go? Oh, he's a disgrace. Well, I want to win. Ask. You want to win, so you can understand if you're if you're Dutch. Or in fact, I know, I know my my wife was watching it in a pub. Not she didn't choose to watch it. It was without on, you. It was on. I was at home babysitting watching it happily. Um, she said that this is in the northeast, right? Where, where, and uh, the pub was going wild because Tim Krull plays for Newcastle yeah, United. Yeah. Every penalty is saved. They roared. You know, they loved it. So unless you're a Newcastle United or a Holland supporter, it left a bit of a bad taste. I thought just because the Costa Ricans have played for two hours, the pressure is unbearable. They're going to kick the ball towards your goal. You're 6'4", you're a professional keeper, you've got a chance. You've yeah, got a yeah. chance. Exactly. But to go up into people's faces and shout at them and try and put them off and give them a load of verbal... I just found it, it a bit embarrassing. He didn't need to do it because they already won the psychological war in terms of goalkeeping. Because by bringing a new goalkeeper on, Costa Rica thinking, oh my God, he must be good. Yeah, exactly. He's coming up penalty. That's true. So he's already, already yeah. won that bit. So he didn't need to start sledging as you were doing. Like, do, but cricket. do you think that's why he got it? Because in training, Van Hal's gone, hey, great banter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're on. Good banter, cruel. <laughs> you're in. I really hated it. I, annoyed I, me. I can't stand, I don't know what it is, I, I don't know what you think about penalty shootouts, and they're such theatre, aren't they? But I can't bear the poor sod, the walking down, the close-up of his face, every time you look at one, and you find yourself going, he doesn't fancy it. Yeah, really. yeah. Well, oh, no, this well, isn't going in. The nervous ones always walk up and re, like, replace the ball. Yeah, so yeah. it's already on the penalty spot, it's a few inches wide, there's only so many oh, places. The one I can't put stand, the, the one I really hate, is when the keeper comes out and says it's not on the <laughs> spot. <laughs> you should get booked for that. Should that be. should be like waving an imaginary card. If you come out and tell the ref the yeah. ball's not on the spot, and the ref has to say to you, yes it is. <laughs> I can see I it. Can see <laughs> it. I can see the spot. If he has to say that to you, yellow card. And if you get two yellow cards, you're sent off. Then, then you've got no goalie, right? <laughs> so they can just roll the ball into an empty net. Now that's football. What would happen? Then? <laughs> what would happen if he got sent off in a pen? If Tim Krul got sent off, can they put can they put someone else on Simon? They got one to roll of, the ball one into of the net? lads on the halfway line with their arms around each other's shoulders has got to walk forward and put a green top on and go and face the pens. Oh, so right, got yeah. to go. One of them's got to go and go. And he should have had two yellows. Because that would, I, think, that would be amazing. I don't know how many pens Costa Rica took, I can't remember. But I think he was un- there was it, a yellow card on offer for him for every single it was one doing, he faced. It was doing this thing. I don't, maybe you could tell me what it meant. It, it was going... While he was saying, he was saying I know. I'm watching you, I'm, I know where it's going. When Grobelar did the wobbly legs... That was funny! In the Stadio Olimpico, yeah. they're playing Roma in their own stadium. And he was basically saying, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> I don't fancy this. <laughs> yeah. And whether he was doing it to try and put them off or whether he was doing it to try and... Because he's babbing his pants. Just because no, he was actually, actually just wobbling. He was terrified and he really... He's, his legs really probably were wobbling. <laughs> that much. And, yeah. I mean, you know, and he did that and it showed that he was... I don't know what it showed. It wasn't directed at their player. No. He was on his own line. It was more it. comical than, than sledging. Yeah, and it kind of lightened the atmosphere a little bit. Or It might have made them think, oh, this bloke's mad. But anyway, they, <laughs> they had enough pressure on them. The Costa Rican boys, everyone loved what they did in the tournament and they were the last nice thing to happen before the shutters came down and the real thing started. You know, For anyone yeah. who's not interested in football, it's over for you now. There's only people who really, really love football can sit through two hours of Argentina and Holland, having um, two shots between them. In, in, in two hours. Being honest, did you fall asleep? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I fell asleep a few minutes before full time. Yeah. Well, I came to it not in real time, and I did fast forward at times two for quite a long time. <laughs> and then I fast forwarded at times six. And you know when you've hit times 30, that actually you're saying, I want to turn this off. 
<laughs> get yeah. to the end. And get to the end. You were that bad, yeah. To watch the punditry. But penalties is a, is a crap way of ending a football But is it, match? though? I've come round to thinking maybe it is actually the only good way. What about American penalties? Remember when in America they used to run from the halfway line? They tried different things. Yeah, you've got to go from 35-yard line and, and take the keeper on one-on-one on one and you've got yeah. 20 seconds or something. Yeah, like. it's more it, sk- yeah. But maybe, I had someone saying the other day, that it's, it's actually the ultimate test. I mean, if it's about kicking a ball, you've got to kick the ball into that. This is, this is it. Your whole career's been leading to this. Yeah, and yeah. if you can't stick it in the top corner from there, you can't play in the final. But you've got to play for two hours of intense concentration, all kinds of things going on in the field that you can't possibly see on television, niggles and arguments. And If you're playing against Uruguay, you've had your hair pulled, your foot trodden on, you've been pinched, you're black and blue all over. Suarez has said all kinds Bits of things of you to you about your family. <laughs> <laughs> And then you carry in all that with you on the walk down to the penalty spot and you've got to compose yourself and stick it in the net. It's the ultimate test. But in the end, the goalie guesses right and you're out. Yeah. You know what? The, the goalkeeper, and you rule, the goalkeeper should not be allowed out of the six-yard box. So well, he's allowed to stand... He's, no, I mean in the, for a penalty shoot. Prior to a kick. Yeah, right, so, he's, yeah. He's, so he's allowed to... That's a good idea. It can be behind the byline for when you know, he's waiting for his turn. But then it can only enter the six-yard box and not leave it. But I, I, I'm going to defend the keepers here because I reckon it's just a weapon in their arsenal. They're very limited in what they can actually do on penalty shoots. All right, they can save it. But you know what? Pen, what players run up. Let me finish. They stutter on the run. They do this stuttering. They do this run up in a weird way. What can a keeper do? Pretend to dive. So I just, I, maybe it's just a weapon in their arsenal to do a bit of sledging. Well, in the well, old days... The, the, hang on a minute. The centre-forward could sledge back. He could say to the keeper... <laughs> I hate your mum, you're not going to save it, or whatever. <laughs> you know, it could, couldn't it? There's no, there's no stopping them. Oh, it goes behind you. Look yeah, behind yeah, you. <laughs> Pan Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got his number. Yeah. There's no rule. If he's doing it, why wouldn't do it back to him? Well, they are now allowed to... They were previously not allowed to move at all. Yeah. They, they are now allowed to move along their goal line, but every single keeper moves off Comes his line. You weren't allowed to move at all? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't allowed to move? <laughs> like a Sabuio <laughs> goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah. Once it's kicked, you've got that 0.05 of a second. You know, it's a bit, this is a bit like trying to get into bed before the light goes out. Yeah, that's it, yeah, exactly. You're not going to make it. <laughs> no. That's how long you had. But now they're allowed to move along the line. I don't know. I, also, I mean, I remember thinking this with Joe Hart. I like Joe Hart. He's a great keeper, right? But all oh, that trying to put the guy off and shouting and sticking his tongue out. And, oh, you look such a... Yeah, but it's weird when you're such a knobby He's an absolute idiot. <laughs> What's he doing? No, David Seaman saved a lot of penalties for Arsenal in the, in the old days. And he was a gentleman. He didn't do any of that. He didn't. So nice. He would stand smiling, and that in itself is off-putting. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, he's bloody Why is he smiling? What's he smiling? Hello. Does he know something I don't? What does he know about this? That penalty save that Seaman did against Scotland is one of the greatest penalty saves I've ever that seen. Terrible pen, though. Yeah. Oh, he hit his elbow. Terrible pen. It's a dream for a goalkeeper. He went the right ball. That, the remarkable thing about, that, that, about that pen was, I think, from the moment, I think it was Gary McAllister, wasn't it? This is yeah, Euro 96. Took oh, the yeah. pen. Mm. Seaman saved it, and then I think there were seven more touches of the ball, and it was in the Scottish net. No way. I've got a confession anyway, because... I was a. Gazza's you, you were David Seaman. No, I was, I was a massive. Uh, you might not like me for this, but I was like. A, I don't know if you should say this. I was a, a big Scotland fan. Yeah. In. Uh, You're going to tell us why. Euro what, like, 96. It's, fun, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> because we what have. The <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? I have in my hand a photo. Pass it. Was... And on the back of it, it says Tom, age 13. Oh my God. And this, I'm hoping this will be up on ITV.com before the end of the day. But it shows. <laughs> Shows a young lad with, with the heaviest pair of shin pads that's been seen since the days of Stanley Matthews. 
in a Scotland kit. This was shown to us by. Did my dad genuinely give you that in the car? Alan Alan Fletcher showed me (laughs) that. Calm down, calm down. Yeah, Tom used to be. uh, I said to there. I said, "Are there any connections then with Scotland?" He goes, "The now immortal phrase, none whatsoever." (laughs) You know the worst thing more about you in '96. I was in my Scotland kit watching England versus Scotland and all the family was in English England kit and yeah, you beat in, us. Because they're English. Because they're English. You right, beat I us. You, eat you beat us. They're, you eat they're beat in, I'm you going back idiot. in time. I'm going you're back not, in time. You're not us. My mind's, go, my mind's going you're back in time. I can imagine. Your dad must have been the most disappointed dad. He's just shaking his head. I failed. I failed in battle. I'm going to curl up and die right now. Anyway, yeah, so I yeah, spotted Scotland so And they all laughed in my face. Well, yeah, because you're not Scottish. You have no, no connection. I like the kit with tartan. I like tartan. It is, it is, it is a tartan <laughs> kit. You've got a very old ball there in your hand as well. It's like it's like made out of bricks. <laughs> what it? are those shin pads? Those shin pads look like they're made out of like mahogany. You Stop looking at a bloody photo, honestly. Can we talk about Germany's 7 one victory? There are no pictures of me age 13 in colour. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, he also told us, um, Alan Fletcher, that Tom Fletcher once had a pink Mohican. Oh, for Christ's sake. But unfortunately... <laughs> Honestly. The, the commentary has been quite dull. None of the commentators really standing out for me. Uh, our esteemed producer has, has got a big soft spot for Jonathan Pierce. But after the Pierce fiasco, which yeah, is the, the moment when he couldn't understand the goal-line technology... <laughs> He undermined everything. He's got so many minus points for that. I love that. But he's dropped down on the same level as every other bland, nondescript, personality-free bore that's been commentating throughout the tournament. Simon's upset now. But I did enjoy the comment last night. Uh, the masseurs are going to be busy in the break, which I enjoyed yeah. very much because I can't think of a masseur without thinking of some of the slightly unusual shop fronts in North London. <laughs> Anyway, if you'd like to hear some of those great commentators, the great pundits, yeah. visit itv.com forward slash World Cup for highlights, and you can also find all of the old podcasts there. Well done, Dom. Well. Last night, Andy Townsend was saying, he makes a mockery of the language, doesn't he? He uses a sort of mixture of Arthur Daly phrases. <laughs> he does a lot of <laughs> Sort of a little bit funny sort of cop you've got to put a serious amount of pace on that from there I mean that things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not committed are you he's saying you've got to kick it hard if you're going to score a free kick from 35 no I'm not to say kick it hard you've Too got easy. to put serious amounts of pace on it I think there's a bingo board but he said last no, night at 28 minutes gone in extra time in other words there's two minutes left before the pens he said well, you're already thinking about your penalty now Really? Yeah, no. You think Are they? <laughs> well, in the, 80, in, in the 85th minute, it said, you know what this game needs, Clive? A goal. <laughs> <laughs> Which point, once he'd said, once he'd announced the fascinating insight into the footballer's mind, that you're already thinking about your penalty, two, a full two minutes before the shootout, the commentator, Clive, then said, well, this comes from a man who's taken the penalty in a shootout and scored. <laughs> A World Cup well, shootout. Well, 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 At which point Andy modestly said, not in a semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's taken us seven podcasts to come to analyse Andy Townsend. Andy Townsend. We've got to be careful. Just remember who's paying the bills. <laughs> it's not Andy Townsend. No. Yeah. <laughs> he must go home every night going to his wife. I can't believe what I'm doing. What <laughs> did I get that gig? <laughs> I play for, when do you play for? Sheffield Wednesday. It's the Jim Beglin conundrum. Why, why him? Yeah. But he is, uh, he is the main man. He'll be commentating on the final, which will be shown simultaneously uh, to empty houses across the country 
Watch it on the ITV. On ITV and yeah. BBC. We're better coverage. We will, of course, be watching ITV. Of course. Of course. There's the, no other uh, option, is there? The growing pains of Adrian Charles continue. I've been, I've been sending any amount of prescription drugs to him to try and... <laughs> Just needs, to get, keel just needs to get the level right. Yeah. He's either too sombre, like he needs an upper, or he's too hyper and he needs a downer. He hasn't got the combination of prescription drugs quite right. <laughs> just have a Red Bull in the morning. No, it's too, a bit too much, Bull, a bit too much Red Bull. Go over the edge. No, I think having things like Red Bull, maybe it's coffee, whatever it is, he's got to remove all stimulants and find the child's level. Just eat really mild carbohydrates. I think the child's level might be decaf. Switch to decaf. decaf. <laughs> Take bread out of your diet, yeah. bring decaf in, find some sort of even keel to navigate your way through the World Cup final. No sugar, no sugar at all. Well, that's the solution for Childs, but what about Townsend? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Write down some of the things you, you think you might say. Maybe they should do it to go through some, And then have them translated into a normal English sentence and ask him to opt for those preferences. Yeah, well, there's a, bingo, there's a so bingo board like, going around. You're going to need to put a serious amount of pace on that. Things like that, that's yeah. not English. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, I think, I can't remember who's sending it around, but this bingo board with all the Andy Townsend phrases and you tick them off as he says them. A <laughs> <laughs> drinking game. I think there are a few people who've hit bingo by now. <laughs> but sadly for us, as, as loyal devotees of ITV, um, it sounds like the BBC are ahead and likely to have more viewers for the final. Yeah, we... Uh, just, you... uh, just hang on a minute. I don't think Andy Townsend, who's listening to this podcast and going, do you know what? Those lot are brilliant. <laughs> I think he's probably... They speak a lot of sense. Have you heard the ITV podcast? Yeah. Well, I'm good. Let's go Northern idiots, I imagine, will go down again. Oh, uh, well. We love bad. Andy, we love Andy, don't we, really? You can also watch it on ITV Player, by the way, the game. It's live on there. Hang on, where are you sitting? That's written down. I know, but I'm off script. All right. I'm going ad lib. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, we, we, need, we, we need to finish our team. Oh, yeah, the, the dream team. The dream oh, yeah, team. because we came up with an idea, listener, a, a, a remaining listener, uh, in our last podcast. I'm just checking my watch because I'm getting a cab. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Crap. Go. It's all right, don't worry. Come on, quick. Um, we came up with the idea that the third place playoff is the game that no one gets. I mean, really, it's, it's the football match that died that no one cares about. And uh, you've got to feel. <laughs> Tom's having a look at Tom, age 13, in a Scotland kit. You are so rude. You're like Fungus the Bogeyman. <laughs> and we came up with the idea that, that, that um, no one wants to play in the third place. The Dutch lads, for example, have endured that torment in the basement poker game against Argentina. They've come out coughing from cigar smoke two hours. A <laughs> <laughs> big migraine. Not being, able to leave, not being able to leave the table in case someone swapped their cards around or cheated. You know, they've had to sit still for two hours inhaling Argentinian cigar smoke and now they've got to play another game. They've got to stay around in Brazil. What could be an alternative? Away from their homes and their families. Yeah. They're going to get probably 15 minutes in the Netherlands before they have to all fly off to their various clubs around Europe and resume their £50,000 a week lives. Well, the Brazilian players in their post-match interviews are saying, well, what I just need to do now is go home to the family and see my wife and kids and, and just relax and put this all behind me. Like, Hang on a minute, mate. Yeah, you're playing One more game. <laughs> David Luiz went on his knees and pointed at the, I was going to say the ceiling, but I mean, it's, it's just the sky, isn't it? And it's mistaken belief that there's some higher being that's responsible for his yeah. life. Surely praying no, at the you, end of the you game. You didn't mark help. anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All God's saying to you now is, Mark up! <laughs> mark up! Play it! Face up! Oh, it's at seven. Forget it. Forget it. Go on, David. Just go on. Louise, you shit. Does God swear? <laughs>
Mary's not it's, <laughs> it's as likely. <laughs> Probably is. God will have been asking his entourage if Noah's available. <laughs> if Palestine ever get a team together, they're gonna clean up this tournament <laughs> if God's involved. I'm telling you That's now. It. <laughs> now. There'll be a lot of Brazilian players making their way to the newly formed Palestine A League. <laughs> And changing nationalities. <laughs> we're, that's what we're all waiting for. Yeah. A little bit of politics. Um, well, anyway, we, what we decided was yeah, it's more interesting if we had a worldwide vote amongst fans to pick the 22 best players who aren't playing in the finals. You can't have a German or an Argentinian and have them play against one another in a sort of World Cup all-star game rather than a third-place playoff. So we started to pick a team. And after about 45 minutes of debate, we only had six players. <laughs> we sort of crossing out. We desperately tried to have Ashley Cole and John Terry in it and eventually that. conceded. And I, I wanted Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in on the grounds that he'd had an excellent tournament. As an English. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the lads vetoed it saying he didn't play. Have we got any defenders on there? Is there any defenders? Um, no. <laughs> okay. No, there aren't. There's uh, Axel Witzel of Belgium is playing in central midfield with Bradley of uh, USA. Excellent pair. Quadrado. Oh, Cahill's in there as well. Of course, yeah. So you How got did three. he make? Yeah, that's, 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 that's my input. Basis of that one flute you got against Spain. Yeah, complete flute. I think. And then up, up we got James Rodriguez and Quadrado. And who's this one here? What does that say? It says Areola. Pardon? Aria. Oh, is that a Colombian fella? Is that a Colombian fella? Yeah, yeah, he's the, the winger. Aria, yeah. Oh, good right. player, very good player. So we need a back four. Right, I'm going to put forward Ron Vla. Ron Vla, good Ron Vla. Good yeah, great. Did Centre half. Did well at keeping Messi quiet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what about that fella, Daily Blint? Although mm, he, played, he played the worst pass in the tournament at one point in the game. He's an outstanding passer of the ball, and right? he was the one who played that pass for Van Persie's now forgotten diving header. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Van Persie was so, so surrounded in the basement and so blinded by cigar smoke <laughs> that he actually contributed nothing he at did. all. He didn't have any cards in his hand. He was blinded. <laughs> <laughs> he kept looking at his hand, and his cards were all fuzzy and glued to him. But Bling's only there because his dad's on the coaching staff. Bling, no, he's still a good he player. He tried to play a ball inside to one of his centre backs. Played it with sort of the wrong side of his left foot and shinned it out of the other side of the field. He's kicked it 60 yards by mistake and then put his head in his hands. And I thought, oh, please don't pray to a higher being. Come on, you're Dutch. You've long since evolved past this. Yeah. But he, I think he's been, until that moment, outstanding. So I'm prepared to put him in. What about um, Varane, or whatever he might be called? We had Orville. We had Orville. Orville, yeah. right back. Um, we had Orville at right back. And it we? turned out that wasn't his name. It's not his name. I've <laughs> forgotten it again. His name's, his name's DeAndre Yedlin, and he Yedlin. plays for Seattle Sounders. He's only 20. He's, he's right very back. likely to get a big money move to a big European yeah. team. Yeah, so he's in. Um, he's linked, as is every single player in the world. We, could, we, could, we can have Thiago Silva now, because Brazil are in it. Tiago Silva is the only Brazilian player whose reputation's been enhanced. He was yeah. good as a goal scorer. Yeah. I did read. So that's your team: Ochoa of Mexico in goal, um, Orville at right back, Tiago Silva and Ron Vlar with Daily Blint, and then uh, Oreo, the Colombian. Is that a biscuit? Colombian. Yeah, it is now Oreo. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a biscuit and a puppet in our team. <laughs> There's a sponsorship deal. <laughs> Famously, uh, Ashley Cole's nickname in the in the John Terry. And Tom Ferdinand, Dave Barkley. Of course, we don't need good on that word. Um, Witzel and uh, Bradley, both brilliant. Cahill, passenger, but he might get a fluke. Quadrado, Hamas Rodriguez. We haven't got any strikers. 
don't know what's happened to him. Who's playing up front then? Tim Gale plays up front. He's up centre forward. We were going to have Joel Campbell, weren't we, from Costa Rica? Oh, he was a fantastic player. Yeah, he made a great contribution. I'm willing to. We need another team to play against them. So now's your opportunity to pick an alternative eleven. Oh my God! Not including any of those. And in this one, you can have Ashley Cole. That took us two podcasts yeah, together. On, the, on the back of being left out of the World Cup. We should pick him in a big money move to Roma. I know. The, the star of them have to play against a team of 11 who didn't go to the World Cup. Gareth so, Bale. Peter Cech, Gareth Bale, Cole, Aaron Terry. Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. We've got this one nailed. <laughs> Ross, Ross McCormack. Worth 11 million now. That's a rubbish idea. Yeah, he's not even. But that's quite a good team. I think we've picked quite a good Quite a good all-star team. Yeah, I thought they would complain about that. I think everyone would agree. They'd have to. I agree. Does it make it's you slightly, not too pine, weird. slightly pine for the group stages? Players, yeah, people I mean, like the ones who go home. The World Cup stayed so well. I it think it's amazing. a fantastic idea, really though, amazing. to have a, a game of the dream team players. The best players, whether it's based on statistics or favourability or whatever, just have a game. 20 pick, yeah. I don't know, 30 players, four benches. Who get to have another chance? Iron Robin would probably get picked, wouldn't Definitely, yeah, yeah. would you? He's got to the All Stars Cup. What about Jian? Asamoah Jian. No Africans in there. No, we haven't got any Africans. If that all turns but up, that was hardly right. To our to our shame, we were unable to remember a single one of the Algerian team. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Can you name one now? No. Uh, no. We had a, a week to research that. What we what, we, <laughs> what we'd like to say to the Algerians is. Send forward two or three of your best lads, whoever yeah. like, would ever like to play. Yeah. That's a good way of resolving <laughs> that. Draw straws. We're, we're embarrassed, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but this is a team that nearly beat Germany. It would just oh. cause the seismic shift in world football. So where are we going to watch the final? Uh, where? Yeah, my house. Yeah, your yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't there. know we had options. <laughs> see you there. See you there on Sunday. See <laughs> what channel? ITV. ITV. Don't forget, go to itv.com forward slash World Cup for highlights and old podcasts. Although if you're going back to the old podcast, why?